How's it going, Cake Nation? Happy Hype Friday, and welcome back to the Chemistry Cake Online Podcast, where chatting about chemistry has never been sweeter. Chemistry Cake is online, and today we are entering into the fourth of five episodes in the F Word miniseries. The special of the day the cost analysis of failure. Cake? thought we were gonna talk about chemistry. Why does the title of this episode sound like you're gonna start listing off the stats of the stock market? Well, uh, if you recall from the last episode of this miniseries, I closed by saying that courage is a calculated risk. And since courage and failure are not too far from each other, I think it's safe to say that failure, or at least the possibility of failure, should also be a calculated risk. Sometimes, if you're feeling ambitious, you'll be able to predict whether or not something will be successful, and other times, it's too difficult to tell. In those cases, uh, we'll need to consult pragmatism, and the cost of potential failure should be considered. Be smart about the risk. Well, okay, what, what do I mean by this? Um, I often approach cost analysis with a pros and cons list especially if I'm having a difficult time deciding if this is a risk I should take. Here's an example, right? Say you're applying for a fellowship. In this case, what would, quote, failure, unquote, look like? Not receiving the fellowship. Well, what would success look like? Receiving the fellowship. Simple enough, right? Well, not quite. Uh, let's let's break this down just a little more, eh? What if I said that the monetary compensation was a hefty sum? Then applying for the fellowship may seem more enticing. What if, now, I said that the fellowship is extremely competitive uh, and very few people receive it? Well, now it's become a little less enticing. And of course, the cost analysis doesn't stop there. Uh, There are other things to be considered, right? We know that this fellowship is incredibly competitive. Well, what if I added that you also have to submit an abstract five days before the fellowship is due, and you have a big exam the day after the fellowship is due, also you have a manuscript draft due five days after the deadline, not to mention you teach a four-hour section twice a week on top of research, and you have one month to do this. Uh, Cake, this is, this is an extremely specific example. Where, where are you going with this? Uh, well, you would be correct. Actually, this example is something that I am currently trying to navigate, and admittedly, it has been a struggle, but uh, this is how I've decided to approach it. To be succinct, I concluded that applying for the fellowship was worth the risk. How did I come to this conclusion? Um, Something to be said here is that with this case, while the cost may seem primarily monetary, I would argue that it is more so temporal and uh, energetic. This endeavor is going to cost a lot of time and energy. So with that in mind, I need to make my decision based on time and energy, on the basis of time and energy. What are the things that I listed that will take up a lot of time and energy? Well, writing an abstract can be done within a few hours at most. So that won't take too much time, right? Though it may take some brain power. Okay, 
well, what about, what about that exam? Well, it's an exam, so I'll probably need to study for it, uh, which means a lot of time and a lot of energy. Okay, what about that uh, manuscript draft? Same deal, a lot of time and a lot of energy. Mm, what about teaching? Well, at least in my case, uh, while teaching does take quite a bit of time and energy, I, I actually really enjoy it a lot, and it's life-giving to me. Uh, there are a lot of times that I walk out of the class I teach feeling really refreshed, um, and this, the same goes for research, right? It takes a lot of time and energy, but I really enjoy that too. Uh, and, and, you know, we can, we can go further with this, right? We can break down the way we think about cost analysis in terms of time. Um, a question to ask yourself is whether your time commitment is dynamic or static. Another way to say this is, um, are my time commitments fixed, as in I can't move them around, or flexible, as in I, I can move it to a later time or day or week, as long as I get it done. Um, an example of a static or fixed time commitment is teaching. You can't just be like, okay, class, today's lab's going to be from 11 to 3, but uh, on Wednesday, I'm feeling like I'm going to make it from uh, 8 to 12. Obviously, I can't do that, and obviously, I've over-exaggerated, but, you know, you get the point. Um, so teaching commitments, meetings, reserved time on instruments, those are all pretty static. You know, and obviously, there's some room for flexibility, right? You can cancel instrument time, you can postpone meetings, you can have someone cover your section, but for the most part, these time commitments are pretty fixed. Well, what about the time commitments that are dynamic? Uh, my exam certainly isn't dynamic, but studying for it is. If I skip a day in the library, or coffee shop, I prefer studying coffee shops, is... is Hermione Granger going to emerge from between the bookshelves and smack me upside the head with a roll of parchment for my lack of studiousness? No, probably not. Although, uh, it really is a shame that that probably would have persuaded me to study. Uh, but I've digressed. Um, the point I'm trying to make is this. Definitely consider the currency of the risk and make your decisions accordingly. Cake, uh, this is great and all, but... This example is about a time that you decided that the risk was worth taking. What about a time that you decided the risk wasn't worth taking? Are there any of those? Oh, you betcha. Uh, there have been many. Um, a lot of them have to do with health-related things. Um, but there is one that is certainly research-related. A few weeks back, I released a, an episode called uh, Farewell Ferritin. And to briefly recap, the project I am working on currently is not the project that I started with. Um, I was studying a protein called ferritin in my lab, and my lab specialty is in um, inorganic and magnetochemistry. So uh, going into this project, um, I knew it would be a uh, risk. Um, first, because this project is largely biochemical and proteins, according to my undergrad biochem lab professor, um, proteins need to be coddled, uh, as in they need to be in just the right conditions. Otherwise, they'll denature and fall apart. Um, 
Second, a lot of the materials that are lab synthesizers need to be held at 2 Kelvin for magnetic analysis to be taken. Folks, 2 Kelvin, um, just so that you know, is negative 271 degrees Celsius. That is well below liquid nitrogen temperatures. Um, so TLDR, proteins are not happy at this temperature. And, you know, there were a myriad of other things that made this project unreasonably challenging, which I will not recount, but I did try several approaches to get this project to work, exhausting all of my resources. Here's where I'm going with this. There is a fine line between ambition and pragmatism. So how do we decide whether a risk is worth taking or not? Well, first thing is, uh, if you know with absolute 100% statistic certainty that no matter what you do, even before you try anything, you will not succeed and nothing will work, then the risk is probably not worth taking. Another thing is if you've done everything you could and exhausted all of your resources and still nothing is working, then the risk is probably no longer worth taking. And a final thought. Um, if your physical, mental, emotional, etc. health is on the line and taking this risk will prove to do more harm than help, uh, then the risk probably isn't worth taking. Um, and again, I want to emphasize, I am no expert in any of this. I'm just sharing the things that have helped me navigate this kind of decision making. So. Things that work for me may not work for you, but hopefully some of the things I've mentioned will be helpful, right? And maybe, you know, a lot of the things I've said is nothing new, in which case I hope that this served as a friendly reminder, question mark. Uh, what I can encourage is this. Use your best judgment. These decisions are difficult to make, so take what you need and leave what you don't. And with that, I will close. Folks, Thanks so much for joining me in today's chat. It is always, always a delight to have you. Um, if you would like to join the Cake Nation and partake in the hype, but are not already doing so, you can follow me on Twitter at chemistrycake. And if you would like updates on the newest podcast episodes, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at chemistrycakeonline. Uh, folks, this is your friendly reminder to stay hydrated, to keep the hype alive, and to edify your village. Thanks for tuning in, Cake Nation. This is Chemistry Cake, signing off.